Welcome back to the Lucid Dreamer podcast. This week's dose of daydream came upon a foggy day, obviously. My wife liked the eerie vibe of the dense fog around our apartment and said to me, you should write a short story about someone wandering around in the fog. So I did. I present you the first part of a multi-part short story series adequately titled Fog. His eyelids snapped open. The man groaned and blinked several times, trying to get the blurriness out of his vision. He lay on his back, staring up at a bleak, gray, cloudy sky. Naked trees shot up towards the clouds, trying desperately to break through the thick barrier and receive just a shred of sunlight. He sat up and looked around at his surroundings. Dead leaves littered the ground so thick that any chance of grass growing underneath was reduced to nearly zero. A dense fog covered the landscape limiting the man's visibility to, at maximum, 50 meters. A million questions swirled in his mind like a whirlpool. One question in particular troubled him and spurred a few more questions. It began with, who am I? Then went on to, what is my name? Where am I from? What am I doing here? What even is this place? And then finally, how did I get here? He couldn't find a single answer to any of those questions, and it horrified him. He didn't even know his own name but he knew he'd been alive for a while, at most 30 years, by the look of his body. He patted his clothes down for anything that might tell him who he was. Maybe he had some sort of ID, a cell phone, a wallet, anything. But he had nothing of the sort, not even a watch to tell him what time it was. He felt lucky to be wearing jeans, sneakers, and a long-sleeved red sweater with a white undershirt. After sitting in the dirt, wallowing in his amnesia, the man picked himself up and decided to pick a direction and start walking. Everything ached. It was as if he had run at a track meet before being placed in the middle of the dead forest. Leaves crunched under his feet as he began navigating through the fog. Hello? The man called out to no one. Is anyone there? I don't know where I am. I, I don't know what's going on, and I, and I don't know who I am. I, I need help. His voice eerily bounced off the trees in despair, with no hope of words returning to comfort his panicking heart. The man began to accept that, for now... He was entirely alone in this strange forest. He tried calming his heart and continued walking. One foot made its way in front of the other in a repetitive rhythmic cycle. His mind wandered as the fog revealed more withering trees and dead leaves. He tried digging through his mind to find any trace of a memory or a glimpse into who he was. As he dug and pried into the recesses of his mind, his head erupted into an aching frenzy. He stopped walking and threw his hands up to massage his temples. It was as if there was something blocking his mind from going anywhere that might even give him any information as to who he was or what he was doing here. He stopped pressing against the blockade in his brain, and the pain slowly crept back to its home away from his mind. The man sighed, grateful that the headache left, and continued on. After walking endlessly for the longest of time in one direction, He saw no other signs of life, not even a bug, bird, or squirrel to be seen or heard on the ground or in the treetops. The man didn't blame the animals for not being here. The dead and bleak environment was far from ideal. He was just about to give up when he saw logs of wood stacked one on top of another. This gave him a newfound hope and his pace quickened. He even noticed a stump with an axe embedded into it trail of footprints in the crushed leaves guided him to wherever this individual in the dead woods might be. 
the footprints started to dwindle away as a small log cabin finally came into view. It looked well-built, insulated, and also cozy. The windows flickered as light traveled through the blurry glass. A warm feeling spread over the man's body. His walk turned into a run until he stopped just in front of the door. He pounded his fist on the door only once because the door swung open a foot or so. Hello, the man cautiously called out. Is anyone home? He swallowed and took his first step into the cabin. A brick fireplace on the right wall stood out against the log walls and the hardwood floors. A fire blazed brightly inside it. It smelled of freshly made beef stew, which made the man salivate. Two leather armchairs sat facing the fireplace. Two nightstands stood flanking each chair. Lamps stood on the nightstands with picture frames leaning inches away from their base. A book lay open on its pages on one of the nightstands. Past the fireplace was the dining area. A table and four chairs occupied their respective spaces, waiting for a meal to be eaten off of them. A back door with a draped window stood behind the dining area. Some countertops were visible to the left of the dining area. The rest of the kitchen seemed to be hidden behind a log wall. Two closed doors stood as portals to different parts of the cabin on the man's immediate left. He stepped in and closed the door. I, I need help. Is, is anyone here? The man asked one final time as he cautiously stepped across the floor. He decided he would wait here until someone came back. Then he would get help from whoever lived here. It seemed they were just here recently with the fire and the overturned book by the chair. He walked across the living room into the kitchen. The lights were on, and he immediately headed for the sink. The man hadn't realized how thirsty he was until he gulped down mouthful after mouthful of water. He twisted the tap to stop the flow and strolled back to the living room. He sat down in one of the armchairs and leaned back in it. It surprised him how comfy and warm it was. He sunk back into the plush cushions and placed his arms on the armrests. After almost nodding off, he decided that wasn't the best idea and leaned forward. His eyes fell upon the book. It was an old, red hardcover with the title of it worn off of the spine and front cover. Curiosity got the best of him, and he picked the book up into his hands. It makes one go mad, the page began. It gives the victim just enough to assume there is, in fact, life and that he isn't alone. But it is all just a fallacy. It gives the victim just enough sustenance to spontaneously keep him alive, doomed to wander in the hellish landscape until insanity sets in or you die of old age. The man's eyebrows furrowed. He turned to the title page of the book and read the title. Fog. His head started to ache again, but this time it was only a minor ache. He turned back to the page and continued reading. Those two dangers aren't the only things that lurk in the fog. There have been many people who have been sent to this plane of existence that succumbed to the frailties of the mind. People have made makeshift homes out of people have made makeshift homes out of the materials that are found in the fog. Beware of such folk. The man turned the pages and started skimming a separate chapter. They are not to be taken lightly. If you find their dwellings with their front door propped open, promptly avoid it and act as if you never saw it. That is unless you are willing to give up something you came in with. He was puzzled. Those words went far too well with what was last read. He tested this theory and it was true. No matter where he turned the pages, it always read the same thing across the page until he read it. Then the words seamlessly molded into place. The book was trying to tell him something. It looked like it was trying to help him survive in this strange land. If you have found yourself inside the dwelling of an owner accidentally, 
Fear not, it continued. Leave something of yours behind and exchange it for something of his. This is required if you are not to be hunted by the owner. The owner is very particular of his property and will only welcome random guests if they exchange something of theirs for one of his. The acquisition of new goods from the previous world feeds the owner's sanity. It has been a long while since a traveler brought and left something of their own. The owner's sanity is failing fast. The man's heart raced. He didn't want to find out what was going to happen if he didn't exchange something. He knew he would take the book, but he didn't have anything other than clothes to exchange for it. It was too cold in the fog to leave any part of his clothing. Maybe if he just took the book without exchanging anything, it would tell him how to fight off the owner and he could take over all of this. He decided to consult the book with the idea. If you plan to take on the owner, it read, it is best to fight him inside his cabin. The owner is a master of the fog and will kill you within minutes if you were to fight him outside the cabin. He is also very tall, strong, and wields an axe with expert precision, strength, and skill. A strong skull of a deer is worn on his head as a helmet. Hides have been sewn together to be his garb. He is an intimidating, challenging man. The man's heartbeat pounded in his ears. Was he ready to fight and take someone's life, especially someone who seemed as threatening as the owner? He thought he could. He was in a very unique survival situation. As he started planning an ambush, the empathy in the back of his mind hijacked his anxious body and changed his train of thought. If he went through with this, he'd be killing someone who was just like him. Doomed to wander in the fog until old age or until his sanity left him. He concluded that he couldn't kill another human being, especially when he decided to premeditate the act. The man removed his red sweater and left it on the nightstand where the red book previously laid. He consulted the book once more. You have made a wise choice. The words formed, soothing his mind. This will prolong your sanity and chances of survival. It will even prolong the owner's sanity as well. Because of your charitable decision, I will be your guide in the fog as I was my previous owner. I have a feeling you will make a great owner, one that will help new travelers who have first encountered the fog like you have. Exit the back door and never return to this cabin. Put as much distance between yourself and it as you can. Prepare to start anew, traveler. A series of periods dotted the pages. The man concluded it meant the book was done speaking to him. He decided to follow its directions as precisely as they read. The back door swung easily from its hinges, and he triumphantly stepped out of the warmth of the cabin and into the cold unknown of the fog. Still nameless and without any recollection of his previous life, the man took comfort in the fact that he did have a friend in the cold fog. A living book which seemed to defy all logical thought had become his companion, his guide, and his friend. His shoulders shivered, and he decided he would begin the new part of his journey with a run. He needed to warm himself up and put as much distance as he could between him and the cabin. His legs stretched out as he swung his arms and worked his lungs, weaving through the different trees as he continued his journey. Thank you for tuning in to this part of Fog. Send me your feedback to the email in the description below. If you liked what you listened to, please drop a five-star review and share this with your friends. And if you're new around here, go ahead and follow this podcast to get more doses of Daydream just like this one.
Thank you very much for listening. Until next week, have an amazing day.